You're now tuning in to our GrowPoint Dumaguete podcast, where it's all about relationships. We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. Blessed Sunday, everyone, and welcome once again to GrowPoint Dumaguete Worship at Home. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together and let's ask God to bless our time as we come into the Word of God and hear Him speak to all of us. Our dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for protecting us and for providing for us. We also want to thank you, Lord, for using us to help others know you more and uh, be discipled. Father, most of all, we want to thank you for the gift of eternal life, for forgiving us of all of our sins and giving us, oh God, the assurance of our salvation. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice on the cross and for rising again on the third day on how you have defeated sin, death, and hell in our behalf. Today, we want to pray for our hearts, that we would have receptive hearts, that we would, Lord God, receive your word with gladness. I want to pray that you will speak to us. I pray that you would give us understanding about the role of the Holy Spirit who lives within us as he seeks to change and transform us to become more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we also want to pray for our brothers and sisters in Myanmar today. We pray that you will deliver them from the evil that is going on in that country. We pray that you will protect them, that you will preserve them. And I pray that you will give them, O oh God, unconditional love for those who have persecuted them, for those who have abused them, for those who have attacked them and harmed them, O oh God. Bless them, Lord. And I pray that, Lord God, the Christians around the world will together pray for our brothers and sisters in Myanmar and even in the other parts of the world um, where there is persecution and where, where Christians are being attacked. Lord, we are thankful that we have the freedom to worship you. We have the freedom to publicly gather together to praise your name and exalt our Savior, Jesus Christ, and hear you speak to us through your word. We want to commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of my message is simply Be Changed as we continue with our series, Rooted and Grounded. We are almost done with this series. Um, remember that this series aims to help all of us understand and embrace God's desire for you and I to grow spiritually, and to become more and more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in our character, which will affect our conduct. The Bible makes it clear that it is God's plan for us. And as we embrace this you know, vision that God has for all of us, it is our prayer here at Grow Point Dumaguete to see every believer, everyone who comes here to worship God, that we will see all of you, Okay? To be growing spiritually, to be growing healthy disciples who are making disciples in small groups. Whether you do that personally or you do it virtually using uh, the internet. In this message, we will learn about the role of the indwelling Holy Spirit to change us. Or what we call a personal life transformation. We are talking about real and lasting change. Of a person's life, a change that begins on the inside and manifests itself 
on the outside that can only be accomplished, that can only happen by the power of God. Now remember that God intends for us to grow spiritually. He wants us to be spiritually matured. We learned from our previous messages that spiritual maturity means becoming like our Lord Jesus Christ in the way we think, in the way we talk, and in the way we live, in the way we behave. Listen to these words found in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. But grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. We are told to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now that is both our obligation and our privilege to progress in our spiritual journey, in our spiritual life. Towards a fuller, a higher personal, you know, experiential knowledge of God. Many of us are aware about our own need to grow and our own need to be matured spiritually. Maybe you understand that there is something you should stop doing because it is not in line with the will of God. It is not according to the ways of God. Maybe you have tried and tried for so long that you are now filled with disappointments and frustrations. Some of you may have even come to the point of doubting your own salvation. Maybe it is a character issue, a struggle with uncontrolled anger, or maybe it is greed or covetousness. Maybe it has something to do with your attitude towards those who have offended you, who have hurt you. Maybe it is something to do with, you know, Forgiving somebody. Maybe letting go of past hurts. How is your relationship with those in your workplace? How is your relationship within the family? How is your relationship within you know, your neighborhood? To some people, their struggle is about handling their finances biblically. You know, handling and being a good steward of the money and the possessions and the wealth that God has entrusted to them. To some of us, it is concerning our particular relationship that seems to be dragging us away from the Lord and His people. Some of us who are in the ministry, we're struggling with dryness that we feel even though we're serving the Lord. And still to some of us, it is just that we don't seem to have the joy. We don't have, you know, gladness in our hearts in serving God. We don't have a grateful heart for what we have and what God has given us. Some of us strongly desire an attitude to be simply grateful and thankful for the many, many things that God has blessed us with, but we just can't seem to find the victory. You want change. You know, deep within your heart, you desire real, lasting change. And you have tried so hard, but to no avail. Now, if you are a Christian believer, the obvious problem here, you know, is the apparent inconsistency between who we are in Christ and how we live. In other words, we are not living the way we should, and we know it. Okay? In fact, you have often wished you could change some of the things in your life. Maybe you have tried to, be, to become more loving or more caring or more gentle, more joyful, more patient, maybe more tactful and polite, more friendly, 
Or maybe you have tried to seek for inner peace. Whatever it is you have been trying to achieve. The truth is, if you have tried and tried, you probably have failed. You have probably asked yourself many times, how can I change? Is there more to life than this? Is there hope for me? Can anybody out there help me? The answer is yes. There is somebody who can help you. There is somebody who wants to help you. Who desires to help you. The problem of many of us is that we think that if we just become more disciplined, we can change. We think that having more self-imposed rules will solve the issues of our Christian life. If it doesn't work, what we do normally is that we create more rules and we try harder and harder. But there's a wonderful, liberating truth I want to share with you this morning. The truth is that when we talk about change, when we talk about transformation, it is not about trying so hard. It's about trusting in God. In fact, the main idea of this message, Be Changed, is simply this. The Holy Spirit is the agent of life change and transformation. In other words, He alone can change us. He alone can transform our character. He alone can, can change us to become more and more like the Son of God, Jesus Christ. How does the Holy Spirit change and transform the life of a person? And I want to share with you these three wonderful, amazing works that the Holy Spirit does in changing and transforming the life of a person. The first is this. The Spirit regenerates the man. The Spirit regenerates the man. You see, if there is going to be a true and lasting change and transformation, it has to start in the heart. Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18 to verse 19. But what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. And this defiles a man. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimony, and blasphemies. Sinful words, actions, and sinful attitude all come from the heart. So if we want to change, it should be an inward and not just an outward change. Changing your heart, by the way, requires more than just rules. Self-imposed rules and self-discipline. It demands the transforming power. It demands the transforming grace of God. It requires the power of the gospel. God's transforming grace. It needs the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us to change us. We cannot change ourselves. Only God can change us. Only God is able to do this amazing life transformation. You see, true and lasting change begins by having a changed heart. It begins by having a heart that is converted, that is changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's listen and, and read in Titus chapter 3, verse 3 down to verse 7. This is what Paul said. He said, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. 
You see there a description ng ni Paul of who they were, how they look like, how they behave. Then verse 4. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy. Now listen to this. By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. So that, being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So, we were once foolish, we were disobedient, we were hating one another. So he, he gave a picture of an ugly life, a sinful life. And if there's going to be changed from that to a better life, to a life of joy and peace and love, Paul is telling us, first, you need to be saved. First, there is to be regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. To be regenerated means to be spiritually reborn or converted. To put it in, sim- in simple words, it is the work of the Spirit of God whereby God imparts spiritual life to a spiritually dead person. And this can take place when a person, okay, when a sinner understands that he or she has fallen short of God's standard and that he is spiritually dead. Because of his sins and trespasses. Spiritual rebirth. That's the other term for regeneration. And that can only be experienced when that person believes in Jesus as his or her savior. You see, the person needs to, you know, to be just like the people of Israel. And we can read this in the Old Testament in Numbers. Where the people of Israel... They rebelled against God and God you know, judged them by sending fiery serpents. And when they realized that a lot of people were dying as they were bitten by these fiery serpents, they went to Moses and pleaded with Moses to pray to God. And so Moses prayed to God and God responded and said, Moses, this is what you need to do. Okay? Make a brazen or bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And God gave him a promise. Everyone who is bitten by the snake, the poisonous snake, and looks on that brazen or bronze snake on a pole that you made, will live and not die. And sure enough, those who trusted God's promise, those who trusted God, and those who availed of His salvation through what He provided through Moses, were saved. And they did not die. And in the same way, if a person wants to be saved from God's judgment because of his sin, which is death and hell, he needs to make a choice to believe in the promise of God. And what is the promise of God? Whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Let me read that passage to you. John chapter 3, verse 14, down to verse 16. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. See, after a person repents from sin and trusts in Jesus, he 
or she will become a brand new person in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, one of my favorite verses in the scripture. The Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And this is just the beginning of a true and lasting life change or transformation. In fact, there is now new life in Christ. The person now has a new heart with a new desire for God, a new eternal destination, a new spiritual family, the church, a new purpose, and that is to live for God and for His glory, and a new power for living available in the person of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the agent of life change and transformation. And He does that, first of all, by regenerating the man, saving the man. That's the starting point. You want to be changed? First, be saved. You need to be saved. You need to be delivered from the penalty and the power of your sin. And that can happen when you repent from your sin and trust in Jesus Christ alone as your Savior. Then you will be saved. You will be forgiven of your sins. God will give you eternal life. And God would clothe you with the righteousness of Christ, making you acceptable in the sight of God, allowing you to enter into His kingdom, and you know you become a part of His eternal family. Not only that, you will be indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God will live inside of you to be your helper, to be your comforter, to be your enabler. That's a beautiful thing. If you will do that, you become a new person in Christ with a new life, with a new heart. That's the beginning of true and lasting change. Secondly, the Holy Spirit renews the mind. So after He regenerates the man, He will renew the mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, verse 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice Holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Now, listen to this. Do not be conformed to this world. In other words, do not follow the pattern of this world. But be transformed. Be changed. How? By the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We do what we do and we say what we say because we think the way we think. That's the reality. What we allow to dwell in our minds and hearts, by the way, will eventually come out through our words and our actions. It all begins in the heart. It all begins in the mind. There is a guy named Ted Bundy who notoriously murdered 30 women. And he said that one of the reasons why he did what he did is because of his addiction to pornography. Bundy claimed that his porn use started normally and then escalated into the extreme, eventually getting to a point where he wanted to act out his fantasies. Because he allowed those images, because he allowed those videos to dwell in his mind, it affected the way he think. And what he think, okay, his thoughts became Words and actions. 
Watch your thoughts, therefore. Guard your mind. Guard your mind. As it has been said, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. You see, our thoughts are extremely important for it affects the entirety of our lives. That is why we are repeatedly encouraged and exhorted and enjoined in the Holy Scriptures to think and meditate upon the Word of God. It is not just about filling your brain with you know, verses and Bible stories. It is about changing the way you think, the way you think about God, the way you think about yourself, about your life, and about others. Because you say what you say and you do what you do because you think the way you think. Someone said this, when we are contemplating the impact of our thoughts, we can see that they strongly affect the entirety of our lives. They provoke our emotions as well as our behavioral responses. Our views and perceptions alter how we will feel and thus how we will respond to a situation. Just as every journey is made up of many single steps, each individual response makes up the life we build. And you see, when we allow the Holy Spirit of God to renew our minds and change the way we think, what we're doing is we're allowing the Spirit of God to transform us so that we will no longer go with the pattern and the mold of the world around us. The world here is not talking about the earth. The world here is talking about a system of thought that is powered by the devil himself, implemented by his demons, okay, to appeal to our flesh and upholds the values that are opposed to God and his values. This is the exact reason why we are commanded not to love the world. It is not a command to hate the earth and abuse it. It is a command against worldly way of thinking with its values which are contrary to the values of God. Just to you know, point that out, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, the Bible says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And in James chapter 4, verse 4, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity, again, enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So, do not love the world. Do not follow the patterns of the world. Do not go with the mold of the world. You see, if we think the way the world thinks, we will speak the way the world speaks, and we will behave the way the world behaves. If we want to be changed and begin to speak words and behave in ways that are pleasing to God, it starts by being saved and then by being renewed in our mind. We renew our minds. How? How? By reading, meditating, and memorizing Holy Scriptures. You cannot change your mind, you know, if you, if you just read the magazine, if you just read, you know, Facebook feeds, or your Instagram feeds, or social media feeds. You cannot change your mind and think differently from the world if you're constantly allowing the world to influence the way you think. It's as simple as that. 
If you want to think differently, if you want to think biblically, if you want to have God's perspective, if you want to have God's mind on things and matters of this life, then you have to make time to read the Word, meditate on the Word, and memorize the Word of God. Psalm 119 and verse 15, the psalmist said, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. We need to allow the Word of God to penetrate our hearts and our minds and change or alter our thought pattern or our thought life. Let God influence the way you think. Seek the mind of God. Seek the truth from God's Word. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, and whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. These are the things you are to allow to dwell in your mind. That way, the Spirit of God can renew your mind. And when you have a renewed mind, it will come out in your words and actions. So the Holy Spirit is an agent of life change and transformation. First, regenerates the man. Next, he renews the mind. And lastly, he radiates the master. He reflects. I want to use the word radiate because the, the, the word radiate has the idea of you know, um, exposing or manifesting something from the inside out. So the Spirit of God radiates the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this wonderful verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We're talking about being changed. We're talking about life change and transformation. And here in this verse, we can see the word transform. The Bible is telling us that if we set the glory of God before us, if that is to be our daily focus, the Spirit of God will transform us to become more and more like that image that we are beholding. The word transform here is from the Greek word metamorpho, from which we get our English word metamorphosis. And metamorphosis, according to the dictionary, is a biological process which involves sudden and abrupt changes in the body structure of an animal by cell growth and differentiation. It generally observed, it is generally observed in amphibians and insects, you know, like a butterfly. This is the process, by the way, that a colorful, beautiful butterfly needs to go through. Okay? It, it is a picture of a complete. Radical, real, lasting, permanent transformation. Now by butterfly ngumubalik pagkaulod, wala na. The butterfly will never go back to become a larva. And this is the kind of change that God wants for us. This is the kind of change that God desires for you and me. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit. We all, with unveiled face, be beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. The image that we are beholding. The, the, the image of Christ. 
from one level of glory to a higher level of glory until eventually we will become like Jesus in heaven. I know this is what the Bible says. This comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the agent of change. And the key is beholding the glory of the Lord. It means to intentionally and intensely gaze upon and focus upon the glory of God. Now the phrase the glory of God here means or it refers to God's attributes and characteristics. Practically, to behold the glory of God, to behold the glory of the Lord means pursuing a greater understanding of who God is. Learning of His attributes, learning of His ways, learning of His character. So that is your daily pursuit. I want to know God. I want to understand His holiness. I want to understand His grace. I want to understand His love. I want to understand His compassion. I want to understand His mercy. And so on and so forth. Now if that is to be your meditation each day. If that is your daily pursuit to know God. If that is what you are beholding every single day. As He is revealing Himself through His Word. The Bible says, you will be transformed by the Holy Spirit to become more and more like the image you are beholding. Do you realize that we eventually, you know, act and talk like the persons we look up to? That's true. We eventually act and talk like the persons we look at. Kids tend to act and imitate their parents or their favorite celebrities. And it's true with you and me. If you, you know, look up to somebody, um, you allow that person to influence the way you think. You allow that person to influence the way you act and the way you talk. And eventually, you will act and talk and behave like that person. So, if Jesus is the one you are looking at every day, if you are looking up to Christ daily, you are allowing Christ to influence the way you think, you're allowing Him to influence the way you talk, and of course, the way you live. You see, the more we know God, the more we will love Him. And the more we love Him, the more we will obey Him. The more we know God, the more we will know ourselves as well. The more we see His holiness, the more we see our sinfulness and our wickedness. And as a result, we will desire change. And the Spirit of God will help us. The Spirit of God will not only renew our minds, He will also help us to counter the flesh, refrain the flesh. Listen to what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, and you will live. In other words, it is the Spirit of God who helps us overcome the flesh. Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You want to overcome the flesh? You, you want to overcome you know, your fleshly actions such as lust, sexual immorality, pride, anger, jealousy, envy, dishonesty, gossip, so on and so forth. The Spirit of God is there to help you. If you will trust on, on Him, if you will depend on Him, the Spirit of God will put to death the deeds of our flesh. So if the goal is spiritual maturity, and if spiritual maturity is to become like Christ, then the role of the Holy Spirit is of vital importance 
For Jesus himself said that it is the Spirit of God who will glorify him and make him known. To glorify means to make manifest, to put on display. So if we want the life of Christ being displayed through our lives, we need to realize that is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus said in John 16 verse 13, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare to you things that are to come. And then in verse 14, He said, He will glorify Me. In other words, He will put My life in display. He will make me manifest. He will manifest me to the world. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. And since the Spirit of God is living within us Christians, He will, from the inside out, radiate through us the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that we will come to a point where we can say with Paul, it is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. You want lasting change? You want real change? You want biblical change? Then understand the role of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand the truth that the Spirit of God is the agent of change. You cannot change yourself. I cannot change myself. Nobody can change us except the Holy Spirit of God. He is the agent of life change and transformation. He will regenerate you if you are not a believer yet. Because that's a starting point. You cannot be changed until you have a changed heart. Because everything comes from the heart. So you have to have a change of heart. And to change your heart requires the power of God. It requires the grace of God. The transforming power of the gospel. You need to be saved first. Just like Paul described in Titus chapter 3. And then you need to be renewed in the way you think. You need to change the way you think. But then again, you cannot change the way you think. It's the Spirit of God who will change you. And you allow the Spirit of God to change the way you think when you make time to read, meditate, and memorize Holy Scriptures. And then allow the Spirit of God to radiate the life of Christ in and through you. Let Him glorify Christ. Let Him put the life of Christ on display in and through your life. You see, the goal of the Christian life and the goal of every Christian should be to grow spiritually and to become like the Lord Jesus Christ in our character and conduct. Again, as I've said, that can only take place when we understand the role of the Holy Spirit as the agent of life change and transformation. To experience that lasting change, okay, the Spirit needs to do His work in and through us. Certainly, there's a lot of things that the Spirit of God does for us, okay? Um, besides the things I've mentioned already. The Spirit of God, you know, helps us understand the Word. He illumines our minds. He enlightens us spiritually so we can understand God's Word. He helps us memorize the Scripture. He helps us, you know, and enables us to apply the Word of God and empower us to pray and, and serve the Lord and so on and so forth. But these are the Three wonderful works that he does in changing and transforming a person's life. So a Christian who is rooted and grounded is a Christian who is growing spiritually. And a Christian who is growing 
is someone who is experiencing true and lasting change as he or she allows the Spirit of God to renew his mind and radiate the Master in and through him. So let me ask you a few questions as we end. Are you a growing, healthy follower and disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you experiencing true and lasting change? Are you being transformed into the likeness and the image of Christ? Is your mind being renewed by the Holy Spirit? You see, the Spirit of God is using the Word of God to transform you, the child of God, to become more like the Son of God. Is that happening in your life? I want to leave those questions for you to think about and for you to meditate upon. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the agent of life change and transformation. He alone can change you. He alone can transform your life. May the Lord bless you and thank you very much.